Well, we all know the benefits of getting out in the fresh air and gardeners will know firsthand how rewarding it is for mental health and fitness to get out in the garden. But how much do we appreciate how much gardening can help support women's health and in particular women going through the menopause? Well, there's a fantastic new area the New St Health Menopause Garden, dedicated to this at the BBC Gardener's World at the NEC in June, coming up in just a few weeks. So to find out more, I'm joined by menopause expert Dr Louise Newson and garden designer Ruth Gwynn. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Well, I mean, this is a fascinating topic and one that is affecting many, many women just tell me a little bit about how this garden was brought to life, how this connection, if you like, surfaced. Yeah, so I spend a lot of my time as a menopause specialist trying to think how I can reach people who aren't thinking about the menopause and perimenopause. And I'm quite a keen gardener. I was a more keen gardener when I had more time. But I've spent many years going to Gardener's World and looking around and thinking and spotting lots of people who are perimenopausal and menopausal. and thinking, hmm, how can I get into these people? And um, I just thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a garden that is a menopause garden, really to create awareness, but actually make people think about the bigger picture as to what the menopause means, what it means, not just for women, but for people who know women as well. And um, it's something about the psychological impact of the menopause is absolutely huge. 98% of women we see in my clinic have psychological symptoms. And we all know that just going outside, looking at the flowers, smelling the flowers, whatever the reason for our psychological symptoms might be, it just has that calming influence. So it's these little thoughts that have sort of escalated in my brain over the last few years. So it's a real privilege and a wonderful opportunity to be able to have this garden. And I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am about it. And Ruth, your work on it, how exciting, challenging, all, all of the above, how, how has that been from the, from the start, from the creation? Well, it's been wonderful working with uh, Dr Louise Newson. Um, when I got asked whether I'd be interested in doing another show garden, um, I was uncertain until they said it was about perimenopause and menopause. And then it was just um, a no-brainer, really, that it's such an important subject that needs to be discussed more and it affects everyone, um, all, all the women and also all their partners, um, everyone around there, the whole of the family, that um, it just seemed an ideal opportunity to do something um, at Birmingham. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, yes, I'm in. I'd really love to do this. Fascinating. Well, well, we'll talk about how things can can help and, and, and the various aspects in the garden. But but Louise, going back to talking about it, anyone going through it or what, like you say, you wanted to grab people who may not be even thinking about it. And because, you know, from from my own experience, you it does sometimes hit you like a bit of a whammy and think, oh, my God, what are all these symptoms? What's going on? It can be a hugely scary and confusing time, can't it? It can be a really confusing time and it often um, happens when we're not expecting it. I know from personal experience, I really wasn't expecting the symptoms that I had and it took me a long time to realise they were all related. And for many people, it comes at a time when you're pulled in other directions and it's very easy to blame or consider something else that's going on in in our lives. But it's other symptoms. I'm presenting some uh, a research project that we've recently done questioning nearly 6,000 women and looking at surprising symptoms of the menopause and one of the common 
less surprising symptoms is muscle and joint pains, actually. So for people who are gardeners, you know how manual it can be and how physical it can be. And so loss of motivation can be a very common symptom. Fatigue can be a very common symptom. And then muscle and joint pains. And if you have those symptoms, it's not as easy to maintain your garden. And if you don't have, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a garden, you know, it it can, but it doesn't look nice. When I see the weeds in my garden, I get a bit stressed and that's not helping my mental state as well. Or even those that don't have a garden, you know, I like having herbs on the, my windowsill in the kitchen and actually to use fresh herbs it's really lovely when I cook, um, just having some basil on a, some tomato just makes me feel happy. I know I'm quite easily pleased. So it doesn't have to be the most beautiful garden. You know, I'm so fortunate and I can't wait to see the garden that's being created. But it doesn't have to be, you know, a big garden or nothing. Just having a fresh plant in your room, we know it helps a sense of well-being and makes people feel happier. Um, but it can help if, if there are people that are feeling they're not getting that joy that perhaps they have done before not every lack of joy is due to hormones but a lot of it is it's been misdiagnosed as well well let's talk about the thing this that you can grow in the garden um ruth maybe tell me a little bit more about certain bits that can particularly help because i know well we've spoken about the symptoms while it's long like you say sometimes you don't pick up on those it's fair to say that different aspects affect different women to different degrees and the stress of not knowing what those, some of those are actually can trigger more stress in so you're you're in this whirlwind of of stress but there are there's a list of that I was reading of 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 uh, various fruits and vegetables and herbs and things that can particularly help Ruth what 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 are they well, so we've designed the garden into different zones, uh, which will help people understand it probably better. Um, and there's uh, a vegetable section because nutrition is very important. Um, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, hopefully, if it's growing properly, uh, we're going to do a lot of green veg. So I've got kale growing and cabbages and all sorts of things. But then there's also things that are more achievable for maybe for people. Um, so we're going to try growing salad, crops, lettuce. I've got radish, beetroot. I've got all sorts on the go. Um, I've got chickpeas for the people that are... Um, uh, just looking for something different because um, chickpeas have got lots of magnesium in, so that's really good for um, diet. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, what I'm trying to achieve with the garden is making it possible for someone who's not necessarily um, got a massive garden and uh, just wants to dabble, or as Dr. Louise Newsom was saying, they haven't got the, the stamina, they've got aches and pains. So the idea is is to have little planting areas and a lot of the veggies in containers so that you don't feel overwhelmed by it, mm -hmm. so that you could just go out and do a little bit. Um, and the whole idea about the garden is it's not perfect. It will have weeds and and it's, you know, it's not meant to be a superb uh, show garden. It is the average person's garden possibly, or it could be. Um, there's also fruit section. Um, we've got a strawberry wall um, so that, you know, you can it only it also provides privacy, but it's um, just a really nice idea that you put your strawberries on a wall. Um, we've got uh, a bug area because we need the bugs for the plants. Um, so we've got and flowers. We've got a cut flower area. Um, 
there's a yoga area and um, there's a what I call the, the responsible spa area so that you can relax after your hard days. <laughs> well, let's not say hard days because you should really do, be doing it in chunks, not going out, going mad at it. So, yeah, there's a spa. But, yeah, there's lots of little tiny bits. And, what, and I'm, I'm hoping that people will pick up lots of ideas and take them home and do them at home. Yeah, but that is an important thing. The, the the yoga and the this, I mean, the the bath, the um, wood heated bath, caught my eye because the aches and pains, and and I think more than anything, for me, it's it's um actually being a bit kinder to myself and not not being so hard on myself, thinking oh I can't do any of this because the fatigue more than anything is one of the things that is quite overwhelming. You're knackered, you can't sleep at night then you wake up you haven't slept but you're not tired enough to go back to sleep that night and you're just thinking oh, i have no idea how to break this but that wood heated bath and a bit of yoga louise how explain to me how you know how it is you need to be kind to yourself and you need to have these things to help yourself wind down to get through the next day yeah absolutely and looking at our physical health uh, is really important as well we know that women who are menopausal have an increased risk of osteoporosis and heart disease and dementia it's quite doom and gloom being a menopausal woman but it's not so doom and gloom because there are things we can do and actually looking at exercise looking at our mental health looking at ways like you say of winding down being kind to ourselves but also it's about awareness of what treatment options there are as well and I'm hoping that people that come to the garden or read about the garden will be able to think about what's the right treatment for them so download free balance app and have a look and see and decide um, you know for many years people have been so scared of HRT that they've been trying everything else and actually coming out feeling more of a failure because it's so hard to exercise if you've got muscle and joint pains or hard to relax if you can't sleep very well um, and we know there are more benefits of risk than risks of taking HRT so um, but there's no point taking HRT and not looking after our mental health and physical health. It all has to go together. And um, this garden is a way of connecting everything to, together, I think, for people, but also not just for those people that are suffering themselves. I'm hoping that, you know, children, um, adolescents, younger people can come through the garden and learn what, what's happening either to them in the future or to their, their relatives or, or their, their, their teachers or their friends or their, their friends' mothers or what have you. And also partners, you know, partners get a really rough deal. And we always make a joke about the shed in the garden for the men to escape to. And I'm, I would be very surprised um, to, um, to, to, well, it, it wouldn't surprise me, I should rather say, that I think a lot of men escape to their man cave or to their, their shed to get away from a menopausal wife. And they're not realising. And if they are realising, they don't quite know how to approach it or to um, help that person. So I'm hoping men will come to the garden as well to actually actually learn about how they can help as individuals um, or female partners if people are in same-sex relationships to um, work out what they can do to play part of this because the menopause you know affects half the population or just over half the population directly and the other 49% indirectly so it, I don't want people to think it's a woman's own exclusive garden because it certainly isn't. And we're talking about this is like we say with diets and things like that. It's a change to your life because the menopause certainly can go on for quite a long time. And people may, I mean, any any men or any children or, or anybody connected, like you're saying, may not really fully appreciate the length of time that it's going to take for that person to get through it. 
Um, well, uh, yes, but I hate to tell you people don't get through it. So okay. um, lots of people have symptoms and some studies have shown that symptoms can last seven to 10 years. A lot of women I talk to say they don't have symptoms. And when I ask them directly what their sleep is like or whether they have any urinary symptoms or whether they have any muscle or joint pains or whether they can remember things the same, they all um, say that they are having difficulties which are likely to be related to their hormones. But if a woman has symptoms or not, they still have low hormones until the day they die unless they take HRT, of course. So without hormones, there's this increased risk of cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, diabetes, dementia, and um, mental health conditions. So that's why it's so crucial that everybody, even if they think they're fine without HRT and they feel wonderful, they need to be looking at their diet, their exercise. You know, it's really, really crucial. And if they take HRT, they still need to be looking at their diet and exercise as well. Um, and actually, I know myself, if I eat healthier, then my children eat healthier. And my husband does because I'm the person that cooks and does the shopping and uh, buys the food. Um, so looking at ways that we can easily feed and cheaply feed actually which again is really important not just us but our, our families and friends and relatives who we cater for again this is another opportunity to just think in slightly different ways I hope. It sounds like I mean I'm feeling calm with you both describing that there is something there there is this area because the overwhelming when you're talking about all the H all the options whenever you're faced with something new it is overwhelming because mm. you don't know you're not an expert you go to you people like you for expert advice but it is overwhelming and when you're mm. faced with all the symptoms as well the whole thing becomes even even bigger but i'm getting a sense of the purpose of this area for people to come and just decompress a little bit yes. and understand and kind of just let things fall into place and yes I, I hope so and we're going to have some of um the the clinicians that work with me and some um other people like yoga expert nutrition expert as well so people can have an opportunity to just talk in a safe space as well um and and get some information you know we're all different um it's very important that any treatment for the menopause and perimenopause is individualized <laughs> Um, so we can't all be just put into a box and just all treated the same because that's wonderful that we are all so different. So I'm hoping this will be an opportunity to be able to speak and, um, you know, in beautiful surroundings as well. So it should be win-win for everyone, I hope. And Ruth, Louise has mentioned the, the boxes in the in the house and things like that and little things you can do because let's not forget, I mean, I'm looking out of my window now and it's pouring with rain. And it would be lovely if I could go out and sit in the garden and, and watch the lovely bees come out and sit on my daffodils and everything. But, you know, sometimes the good old British weather is against us. So there are things that we can be doing inside as well, aren't there? Oh, there are. I mean, if you've got uh, no space outside, then houseplants are really great, at, you know, bringing greenery in. Um and then, you know, just the simple, if you've got a windowsill, just sowing a few seeds if you've got the space. Um, that, you know, if you're going to, if you've got no room, then sowing herbs. So it's just magical um, watching seeds germinate and, and growing into something huge from something tiny and small. So, yeah, I think just getting your fingers in the soil and um, just getting back to how we used to live, maybe. Yeah. Remind us where we can find this garden then. So it's Gardeners World Live at the NEC. So it is the 15th to the 18th of June in Birmingham at the, at the NEC.
Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, both of you, Dr. Louise Newsom, a menopause expert, and the garden designer, Ruth Gwynn. We've been talking about the Newsom Health Menopause Garden. Um, fascinating topic. For me, I think I'm going to encourage quite a lot of my friends will be seeing you, will be coming up and buying tickets because it, it sounds absolutely amazing. And you've calmed me down this morning, even talking about it. Thanks so much for inviting us today. It's been great. Yes, thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you.